0: Ramona, it's, the, it's good to finally get get you back on uh, for a show, but now this time it's going to be a series. You know, um, you were recently called up by the UFC, not signed by the UFC, but called up by the UFC, which is a, a peculiar predicament for when you explain to people what, what you're doing right now in Shanghai. So can you kind of clarify, like, what exactly? exactly happened how were you contacted
1: yeah i think it's a bit of uh, there's a bit of confusion there because this this kind of thing's just never been done so you know kind of telling people i i i'm involved with the ufc now they kind of assume that you're signed which i'm not um and you know what they're basically doing is this ufc academy that's the first developmental program ever done basically in mma so no other promotions ever invested into you know a purely educational program to develop fighters um, also because it takes a lot of resources to do this. So it's understandable. Um, so, you know, what they're doing is, you know, they had 50 of us and then they picked selected 25 out of the 50 after this two day combine. And so basically for the next six months, all 20, all well, 26 of us mm-hmm. are going to be at the uh, new UFC performance Institute in Shanghai um, taking advantage of the coaching staff that they have. Uh, we've got Dean Amesinger from the UK. We've got um, Richie from from uh, from Australia. And then Forrest Griffin's also here. R- there's Richie Walsh. And Forrest Griffin's also here for a little bit. So, um, you know, the best coaches, we've got, you know, these very high-level uh, performance coaches as well that have worked with Olympics, physios, um, and just the facilities, obviously, the people have been seeing that. Uh, and six months to really try to, you know, develop our potential um, and make us hopefully fit to eventually sign with the UFC to develop the sport in this market where I think a lot of promotions are sort of racing to get to China. Um, And how how I got into this, a teammate of mine who actually just recently fought in Bellator last night, shout out Terry Brazier, he killed it. So he um, is from the UK and he's Dean Amasinger's student. So when Dean came over here, he was looking for Chinese fighters and they were having a chat. And then Terry was out in Phuket with me and he said, hey, you know, I have this teammate of mine. She's Chinese and she's sort of, she's unsigned. um, Looking, you know, on the lookout for opportunities. Um, She would be great for you guys to kind of, you know, take a look at. And so had all my information sent over um, and, you know, they were basically looking for Chinese fighters, and I would have would have been the only representative from Hong Kong. Um, and so I got that. I, I had a chat with them about three to four weeks before I came out here, um, and and we got everything, you know, sorted out. And so um, yeah, I had a little bit of time to prepare, um, try to get my fitness up because I knew that there was going to be this combine with fitness testing, and then I just made my way out here a couple weeks ago
0: you go to the combine right when you first land in shanghai and you first see the the facility right because the combine didn't start right away you actually got to experience the facility for a little while you know how did you feel about what's in there and and you know you, you know what yeah like how did you feel when you first arrived in the facility and you started walking around what were the uh, the the emotions like
1: Yeah, man. So uh, they gathered all of us together. They gathered all of us together um, for a tour, you know, kind of just had all the coaches there, like ready to take us through. It was very official kind of thing. And you know, the Vegas PI is um, a certain way and like a certain level. And so you kind of, I I kind of was like, oh, I kind of know what to expect in terms of like, this is going to be like a credible state of the art facility. And People that had seen it were also talking about how incredible it was. But they're also kind of at a loss for words. And they'll be like, okay, you'll you'll know when you see it. And so we get there. And it's just incredible. First of all, like, we're greeted, you know, the whole group is greeted by Forrest Griffin. We go in there. And um, it's it's all brand new. Like, brand new equipment. Everything is super clean. Like, all the colors are popping. You know, no one's even, like, stepped foot into certain areas. And it was just it blew my mind and I think just for everyone else, it was just just the sheer size of it. It's massive, it's huge. And then it's like having, you know, two cages, like 20, I think 25 feet, which is like when, and the official UFC size is 30 feet. Mm -hmm. So they have two of those. They have like a huge boxing ring. They've got a bag area. They've got this huge matted space, like massive. That's the size, it could be like, that mat space could have been, half of that could have been like one gym, you know? um and then they're like that cafe with like all the you know the grill and all the healthy food in the salad bar and then you have the hydrotherapy like i mean that's probably my favorite the hydrotherapy room where you have the hot cold plunge the steam room and sauna and underwater treadmill and this like kind of tr- swimming treadmill pool thing um and the uh the um what is that the that capsule it's going to come to me, but it's, you have the cryotherapy chamber as well. Um, you have, uh, the whole strength conditioning area. That's like brand new. That's got all kinds of gadgets that I haven't even seen myself. Uh, the PT studio or physical therapy, you've got, um, all kinds of, uh, equipment and gear, um, the flotation tank, Oh, that's what I forgot. That's crazy. I haven't used that yet, but but it's on my list. You know, it just got everything you can possibly need in in an athletic facility. Like we wouldn't if they had rooms there for us to stay in, we wouldn't need to leave. You know, like they had they had this relaxation lounge with like a TV and Xbox and this napping pod. Um they've got this refreshment zone where they like custom make our protein shakes for us and they've got snacks and fruits and water, and anything we could possibly need, you know, in between trainings, during, in the middle of trainings, like, before, after. Um, so, it's just fully equipped, and from what I hear, I mean, I've never really been to any, like, anything this advanced, or any Olympic level, you know, you know, it's training facility, but we have coaches that have worked with Olympic athletes in these facilities, and even they say, like, this is, this is high up there, like, state-of-the-art, you know, and so, Um, it's, you kind of can't believe it when you walk in there and you see all this, you're like, this can't be real. Like, this has to be this like fake set because it's just so perfect, you know? Um, literally there's like nothing wrong with it, like nothing. And it's like every single detail, every single corner of every single room has been like fully thought through. And, um, and you just kind of want to try everything. Like you literally like you're at an, an MMA amusement park you know, and so it was just kind of larger than life, like, unbelievable, and just uh kind of such a shock. Of course, like, I was, like, there, like, grabbing everything, you know, cause I'm like, oh, my God, like, maybe I won't be here next week, like, I got to get this all, get this all on my phone, um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's just, you know, an incredible feeling, like, it's like Christmas, so, like, times 10.
0: <laughs> yeah, after going through that initial, I guess, a little bit of shock, you know, going through the facility and everything, and then, you you will have to go through the Combine a few days later. Um, Before you went, you know, before you started the Combine, you know, the night before, you've been through a lot in your life so far, you know, and anxiety is always a factor in everything you do because you're a fighter. But were you more nervous the night before the Combine than any fight or anything that you've been through in your life?
1: Um, I think I was able to manage the nerves. Okay. Well, here's the thing, like the three days leading up to the combine, we did do some training and like preparation for the event. And so a lot of the things that we, um, we trained was just mimicking what would be at the combine. So in that respect, it was like, we know exactly what we're going to do. Also, there was no sparring whatsoever. There was no direct competition with someone else like it was purely like they just wanted to see your technique and your fitness so it would be you would do wrestling takedowns but with passive partners or you would do jujitsu um you know submissions or escapes with passive partners so there wasn't that sort of there was less variables outside of your control I guess you could say you know with a fight it's like you don't know what they're going to do and they could pull anything out you know but this is all on you and like your personal performance and you being able to sh- express your technical ability. So um, it wasn't too nerve wracking. And I think also just being with that group, they were just so chill about it, you know, all the other people that were that were there and they're all young, right? So that also kind of helped, you know, with kind of easing nerves and things like that. Um, but definitely, As it happened though, like the night before was fine, but like the day it started seeing all our names on this like projector screen board ranked by the points that we were getting in live time from each test that we would do on the combine was like pretty nerve wracking because there'd be moments where like you're on the top and all of a sudden you're at the bottom, you don't know why because they've kind of statistically just like, you know, merged all the scores together. to sort of populate everyone's data or your own personal data and then rank you um, as, you know, as where, as where you were within like that group of like 45 or something. So I think it was only after it started, then the nerves kind of started to hit because you're like, Ooh, I really want to perfect this. I really want to do that. And so when you overthink things, you end up not really doing your best. And I feel like I kind of did that in the jujitsu part Um, and there are certain things that I thought like, oh, I should have done better. Like I didn't do well, but then I did well. Or there are certain parts that I I think I killed it. And then it's like, no, you didn't do well. So it was kind of like, well, then they, and they rate you on like very specific things. So you don't know, it's like, should I go for speed and power or should I go more for technique? Because they kind of tell you like, you're going to be rated on speed, technique and power. But then they actually weight you more on like maybe technique and you're like, oh, maybe I should have like saves more power to just show more technique kind of thing. So there's a bit of that. And also in some of the fitness tests, um, you didn't know what it was going to be because obviously in a combine, like they're going to be using the same testing protocol for all the combines to come. And so it's, people are going to be able to actually prepare specifically for these tests, but we were the first group. So there was no way for us to know until we actually were there to experience it ourselves. So I think, you know, you do not so good in one and then you kind of be a kind of down on it and you try not to let that feeling kind of, you know, affect your performance in the next one because you might fail it, you know, might not good do good in one and then you're just going to kill it in the next one um, depending on your strengths because different tests were good for different body types and things like that. Um, they also take into consideration your weight class. So if you're a bigger weight class, they also, you know, they weight your points based on the fact that you're bigger. So you wouldn't be like directly ranked against someone else's points. Like they weight it or whether you're male or female, they, they take that in consideration as well when they do the overall ranking. So, you know, those two days were definitely like a roller coaster of up and down. Um, and I, I, I feel like I was like the last at one point in the morning, like of the first day. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is way harder than I thought. And then I ended up being second at the end of that day. And then also second at the very end of the second day, you know, for the whole thing. Um, but, you know, it was, uh, yeah, you know, there were, there were nerves there. I definitely, because it was kind of like things that you weren't used to, like you're used to just like being able to spar or fight and then show them your, you know, your technique under pressure. That's kind of the whole point and that, you know, you'd think that mostly most directly mimics like fighting and how you would fight. But um, this was just very different in how they measure you. And so you had to really prepare specifically for that and just, you know, well, how many jujitsu techniques do I know from close guard? How many sweeps do I know? How many escapes do I know? How many wrestling takedowns do I know? Um, and you just try to make it look as perfect as you possibly can. Um, and, you know, for the f- testing, like, three minutes on the bike, oh, it was basically just, like, how bad you want it, you know, because, like, your leg's 30 seconds in and you want to slow down but you've got two and a half minutes left and you're like pumping and pumping and pumping. And you just, you know, use out of body experience where you're beyond exhaustion, but you're just like, your, your brain is just telling you to just go, 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 go. And lactic acid is just like pumping through your legs and you're just so uncomfortable. Um, but you know, it's like people are yelling and they're like three cameras in your face and the like, lights are there. And so, you know, crazy energy, freaking awesome experience. Like, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just really thankful that I was able to experience all of that
0: with, with all the ups and downs. Did they select the people on the board that had the highest points or was there another process behind doors that they went through to kind of select, you know, you and the others to go further with this six-month program?
1: So the com- So the combine was really for them to... It it was a it played a big part definitely in, the, in decision making but it was ultimately coach's choice so obviously they're also going to take into they weren't really gonna just going to look at the board and say okay the top 25 people we're going to take um, they're also going to take into consideration a lot of other things like they really did their research on each of us you know they looked at all of our profiles they looked at all of our past fights they looked at how we won how we lost whether how long it's been since our last fight when we got injured what injury it was how we're looking after that injury. Um, looking at our age, looking at, you know, taking everything that we've, you know, that could possibly have to do with our career into consideration. And also, you know, coachability, because there are certain moments during the three days before the combine, the week before, where, you know, we also did a little bit of technique and, you know, they wanted to see how you interact, how coachable you are, your learning attitude, you know. So uh, it was a lot of other things as well as the combine results. Or, but generally the people that made it or in the top, you know, rankings, like generally they did make it.
0: When you're standing there and you got all these, I'm pretty sure they're probably like 20, 21 years old. They're from mainland China, deep in the, deep deep in mainland China, right? They're coming from all different backgrounds, who knows, you know, what kind of upbringing they've been through. And you're standing there next to them, and most of them probably do they, they most of them probably don't speak English, right?
1: Um, as far as I know, none of them.
0: None I of them. So like them. communicating yeah. with them, how is it? Because I've seen a little bit on your uh, stories, and you're, you seem to like get along with some of the, the your fellow. Uh, I don't even know what to call them. You know, your fellow academy teammates, members. Yeah, yeah teammates, yeah. right? And uh, so is, is this going to be tough? Because Maybe it's not going to be tough because you've been through this before. You've been through it in Korea where you went to another country that you didn't speak the language and, and kind of got along with everybody. So, you know, is it better that they're really young? They're kind of more lighthearted and, and they kind of look at look up to you a little bit because you do have more fights or do they have more fights? I don't know.
1: Well, um, I mean, it's nothing like Korea because I don't speak Korean at all mm-hmm. and I knew nobody in Korea. So Korea is not really a culture that I, I, I even... I didn't really grow up with many Koreans, you know, in school mm-hmm. even, um, and so you know, growing up, you know, at home I speak Fujian, Fujian to my parents, Hokkien, as we would say. So, you know, I learned Mandarin in school, growing up in international schools, and we had to take that all throughout until we graduated high school, and then Cantonese a little bit just to get around. So, I do speak, you know, Mandarin, and I'm able to understand all of their conversations technical terms I might not be familiar with and so I've been able to communicate with them fine and if there's anything that I don't understand I'll just ask them to maybe say it slower or i have them just explain it to me and they'll explain it in Mandarin and I'll understand it and just in a different way um so it's been very awesome actually like I get along very well so I, I hang out obviously with the girls all of us you know there's five of us well seven of us applied girls so the girl to guy ratio obviously less competition for girls and so There's five of us in the program now and, you know, we all get along. I'm obviously the oldest. Everyone's like 19 to 24, just in general in the whole group. Um, So culturally, obviously there's a gap. You know, I grew up in Hong Kong, international and, you know, a little Western. And so that allows me to also be able to communicate with the coaches really easily. Um, But at the same time, like my Mandarin, just even being here, not even two weeks has gotten a lot better already, you know, And, and it really just took some immersion and like a lot of time practicing. Um, but um, it's, yeah, you know, it's, there's definitely that difference, um, but I, I'm i really trying to learn as much as I can from them as well, you know? I, I don't know how many fights they've had, but, you know, a lot of them might not have so many pro fights, but say they've been training Sanda f- since they were like 10 years old, you know? And, and I only started fighting at 22. So. I mean in terms of like competition time like they might have the same or if not more competition experience than I have um in you know sort of different different disciplines um and they're all really tough girls you know and it's it's great to be able to to have MMA as our you know what we have in common and have that kind of transcend our differences but you know in terms of language like we get on just just fine we understand each other just fine and you know, I'm really happy that I get to practice my Mandarin. And, um, you know, they're a lot younger, but I, you know, the age thing doesn't really come into play a lot, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I act their age. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm training with all these, like, ki- especially the guys, like all these killers from across the nation from like, some of them inner, inner Mongolia, like Tibet, like, so much potential like these guys aren't even peaking and they're super energetic super sprightly like so much potential um so quick so fast and you know you just have to you just have to work your ass off every day being there you know and so it's you know they're bringing up they're they're bringing out the best in me for sure
0: monday everything begins right officially the the program What is the living situation like? I saw that you guys are not. You mentioned earlier that you're not staying at the PI, so you guys are staying maybe very close nearby, or what's going on with that? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like a five minute walk away. It's mm-hmm. these sort of um, uh, kind of service studios right around the corner. It's like yeah, five minute walk, and um, it's nice actually. Like we, I think we all kind of expected that we'd be sharing rooms and like you know showers and all this kind of thing, but Um, we're at this, uh, cool kind of workstation-y sort of like service apartment sort of situation where we all have our studio bedrooms, um, our own bathroom, our own bed, which is like freaking luxury. Oh, we have a washing machine in each of our rooms, which is like, that, that is like top level right there. Like I, how, how many times we do laundry a day and to have one in your room was like, that's pretty luxury. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's great. Like we're all in one hall, it feels like college, you know, all over again. Um, and, uh, and it's cool. It's, it's convenient, you know, like really close to the gym. And at least like you get to like, it's not in the gym where you get to walk outside to get there. So you get some like time outside as well. Um, so that's, that's a living situation. It's pretty, it's, it's they, they really, um, hook this up.
0: Now with the schedule that they have for you every day, have they given you a schedule and do you like having this set schedule or are you more of a person that likes to kind of do something do things on your own
1: yeah uh yeah there's a set schedule so it's training typically from what I understand it'll be 9 to 11 is the first session and then two thirty to four thirty is going to be the second one Monday to Friday and then Saturday we have one session which I believe is going to be in the morning um I love the set schedule like I think it's it's it's, you know, it's also like get everyone together at the same time and, you know, get everyone on the same schedule, um, is absolutely, is is great. Like I'm, I'm the kind of person that loves structure and like order, you know? And so scheduling and things like that is like awesome for me. And it, you know, it's really like you're here for a six month program. You don't, you don't get to stay for a day longer than the six months. And so you really want to maximize the time that you have here. Like there's going to, you don't, you know, it's like in Phuket, like if you don't make it to practice, obviously you have to tell the coach why, like there, it was something that I just never did. Like I would, I don't skip practice unless I have a fricking good reason to do it. Um, you know, there'd just be other people that would be more lax about it. That would skip practice just because they feel like it. they're feeling tired, whatever, whatever. Um, but in this kind of environment, it's like, you, that's just not something that you do, you know, like, and I don't, I don't see anyone, you know, uh, planning on doing that like if you're injured you're gonna, you're probably gonna show up just to watch anyway you know and so it's like you make the most of this six-month program and you don't want to miss even one session and so you know it's it's you also want to look good in front of the coaches you know and and know that they they made the right choice investing in you so um I think the schedule is is great you know having us you know, train the way that we should and, and all the coaches are communicating. So strength and conditioning is communicating with MMA is communicating with physio is communicating with, you know, um, with the nutritionists. And so everyone kind of knows what the goals are. And so, you know, you, you prevent overtraining, prevent injuries from happening. Clear communication means you're getting the best pretty much program that you could possibly be at with everyone kind of optimizing for your, for, you know, for your progress,
0: I guess. Are they going to be documenting this whole six months of everybody going through this, this camp, this, you know, this program?
1: Yeah, they do. They have a, well, I mean, in the past couple of weeks they've had cameras around obviously, you know, because there's been events. I don't know how often they're going to have cameras um, from here on out. Um, I, I'm going to guess they will every so often. I think it really depends, but I, I really don't know what their plan is.
0: Well, I guess, you know, it wouldn't bother you so much because you're you've been through all of that before. And I don't know about the other people in the program, but you know, do you, did you like it the first time around? I don't think, I think you said you didn't like it too much.
1: Um, I know what you mean, like having cameras around when you're
0: training. Yeah. I
1: don't, I, I don't like it when there's like cameras around filming, just me. Like I've had sponsors Mm -hmm. do that before and I understand why they do it, but, it feels kind of like weird. Like, I don't like being like, Oh yeah. So then, you know, she's got cameras on her, like, you know, kind of, you kind of feel like an asshole, but, um, having cameras around filming everybody, I think is like pretty dope. Like obviously everyone's going to push hard, you know? And I I think it kind of brings the best out of everyone too. You know, it's like you don't want to be caught slacking off. And usually the, the practices that are filmed are like usually the ones that, well, not always, but like, you know, everyone always turns it up. Um, so I don't mind that but I, obviously i wouldn't want cameras on us like all the time like that would be kind of distracting so uh they're i'm for certain they're not going to do that
0: practices in the morning and in the in the late afternoon like in between that time do you have things that you want to accomplish you know other things maybe i don't study i don't know what your you know your plans are because it's like you either you're training you're recovering, or you're doing whatever you want to do. So, is there a kind of a set thing that you have in mind for the next six months?
1: Yeah, well, I um, I brought a few books that <laughs> I've brought these books everywhere. I even brought them to cat, but I'm not through them yet. <laughs> so, I definitely want to get my reading up. Um, it's just kind of finding a balance because, like, there's going to be a certain point in the week where you're so overtrained that you you're a little brain dead. And you really have like no energy to want to like even interact with anyone or, you know, sit there, read a book and you kind of want to put on like a show or whatever, which is not the greatest. But I try as much as I can to like put on podcasts, Um, you know, the book reading, I'm scheduling like X number of hours a day to have to do probably in the morning, you know, before I get like way too tired um and also just trying to document and write about this experience you know this will be my first week and I'd like to do like a weekly kind of journal and check in um and just to you know write about my progress as well here because I expect that I'll be progressing faster than I ever have anywhere else um and I really want to hold myself accountable to doing everything that I possibly can to maximize this and and that you know includes all the recovery stuff, like even when I first got here, like I was using the hot code plunge before everyone even started. Now it's mandatory, but like before, it was just me in that room, um, trying to take advantage of the cryo to the float tank, you know, um, doing using those facilities every day because I have access to it and I and I should, um, and uh, and yeah, just learning as much as I can and you know documenting it and I'm still, you know trying to find speak, i'm just looking for speaking opportunities and, and going and trying to capitalize that kind of part of things and and i've got one lined up for early september a corporate talk um so i'm super excited for that one that's going to be fun in macau um and just you know continuing to grow and continuing to evolve and who knows how many fights i'm gonna end up fighting in or how many wins i'm gonna have how many losses i'm gonna have like I really don't know, and I'm not going to hold myself to like, I have to win 10 fights in a row and be undefeated for the next three years and for me to be successful, you know, like, I think my journey so far with all of its downs um, have really helped put a lot into perspective for me and then just given me the time to to develop myself and, and you know, being able to share that with people helps them relate to it as well and then put things in a perspective for them as, as well. So you know, I'm just going to keep going with this and go as far as I can. And and just with the sole intention of just trying to be my best and trying to deliver my best, like no matter what that is at any given moment. Um, And, you know, everything else, like all the wins and like belts and like whatever, whatever, all that stuff, it's not so much a goal. It's really just a byproduct, you know, and the goal should really just to be just the best that you can be and, and, and make no excuses and be as honest as you can be, um, and you know with that, you know I, I, I don't see how success can't just can't just come to you.
0: It's great that they don't have you locked into that into the PI, you know, where you can't go anywhere, and you just have to stay there. And you know, like the Ultimate Fighter, you've probably seen the show before. People are going crazy and it's only like six weeks. So imagine six months if they made you stay there and you could not leave and visit people and you didn't have your phone and, uh, you know, it would have been a mess.
1: Oh, yeah. Six months without a phone. Yeah, that would be definitely a challenge. I think the good thing about like, I don't know, this group or like maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. I just feel like with this group of Chinese fighters that we have, like there wouldn't really be much drama, honestly. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just very conservative and like reserved. Um, more than anything, um, and everyone's just young and 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 you know wanting to prove themselves and there's no there's no entitlement at all you know here which is great um, and uh, you know I mean we've only just started so who knows who knows what might happen um, but yeah it's you know once in a lifetime opportunity so just gotta gotta run with it and capitalize it as much as I can.
0: Before we end this one, I just wanted to ask you like before you start your first day on Monday, where, what do you want to, where do you want to be at the end of this six months? Of course you want to be, you know, developed, you want to be much improved, but what else do you want to change about yourself or elevate, elevate about yourself, you know, after these six months?
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's all just working out weaknesses, you know, um, internally and externally. And I, you know, there's so much. I feel like there's just so much room for improvement in a lot of areas, um, and it really just comes down to me capitalizing on 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 the resources that I have available to me um, and making as just maximizing my progress. Really, because this is the place to do it um, with the with you know the six months that I have, um, and that's really it. There's there's no other goal like i'm not being like oh i hope in the you know next six months i'm going to be signed to the ufc i hope like that that doesn't really you know it's it's that that kind of just makes it all an expectation like oh i want to be signing ufc just because i'm like in this it's like oh, i'm entitled to it's like you're entitled to nothing honestly like they're going to give us all this program they're going to give us these tools these resources and it's really up to us what we make of it and so, if we go out there, we just coast by the six months. We might not even make any progress at all. It really depends, like how you're thinking up here, and how you're reacting to, you know, the feedback, criticism, the, um, you know, the 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 sort of, you know, what they're giving, with well, the stimulus that they're giving us. So, um, really, the sole intention is just to capitalize and just to develop as much as I can, and then whatever comes will come fire opportunities, contract opportunities, like whatever, whether with this organization, whether with this organization, whether with other organizations, like, I don't know. Um, But I just, um, I'm going to do the best that I can and just learn as much as I can. That's really it.